Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It is Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. I'm Bo Matthews. Mark Cox is on vacation, but he will be on the program. Uh, we are going to have a conversation with uh, Mark and Kim St. Ange, who's doing a great job, a great addition to the Mark Cox Morning Show. Uh, but they had a chance to talk to Billy Bush. He's got a new book out, and it's really revealing. 4.2 stars out of 5 on Amazon. It's called Family Reigns, The Extraordinary Rise and Epic Fall of an American Dynasty. So we're going to get to that in just a little bit. Also, my buddy Jesse over at Razorback Armory, we're going to visit with him. He has, in one week, a significant sale that's going uh-huh. on that you do uh, not want I, I, what i'm laughing at your pun there i didn't make it up this is marketing buddy this is marketing 101 you got to come up with creative stuff oh it worked then it's a significant sale pew, with pew. six hour you get it now i do <laughs> give me that pew pew one more time pew pew <laughs> it's legit carl middleman my co-host on this week's show uh for most of it but uh i here here's the thing I grew up in Minnesota, and we would always go up north to uh, various resorts. There and are 10,000 you know, lakes thing, there, I hear. There are actually 14,000, but that's beside the point. That's not what it says on the uh, license plate. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Did, would they have to change every single license plate if they said 14,000 lakes? <laughs> well, they probably would. You know, they just wanted to round up, or round down, I guess. Uh, nice, nice, uh, bold number. Anyway, my memories of going up north to, uh, like the first exposure I had to radio was the owner of, uh, the Eagle's Nest Resort was also a morning guy on a radio station in, uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. And he actually let me come in. He heard my voice. He says, Oh, you got to be in radio. And he brought me in, you know, 4 a.m. like you guys do, uh, wow. which I can't stand. But anyway, uh, I have so many great memories. And really, this time of the year is the sweet spot of going to the lake because a lot of people are back to school. They're doing all that stuff. Well, my buddy fulfilled a dream down at the Lake of the Ozarks. Jerry Kirk owns Lamplighter Resort with his beautiful wife, and uh, they have done a a great renovation. So we want to bring Jerry on the show to talk about uh, is there still availability through this year? Are they open around the year? Jerry, welcome. How are you, brother? Good, Bo. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, this Lamplighter Resort that you guys purchased a couple of years ago, this is your second full summer, uh, this is a place you'd been to uh, back in the day, as they say, right? Yeah, we um, yeah we were always, uh, we'd go there for our uh, 
lake trips, you know, with Laura and the boys. And, uh, we, uh, we just kind of fell in love with the place. It's, uh, really a neat kind of an old school, real nostalgic kind of a place. Yeah. And it's got that mid-century modern kind of feel, but you guys went in and like redone a lot of stuff and added things and boats and docks and all kinds of stuff. Um, it has it been a good move for you to do that. You, you know what? We've been really, really happy with like, this is our really our first, um, you know, summer coming from the beginning through, through, uh, cause we started in like July of last year. So, right. um, and so far we're really pleased with, uh, with the response we've had. Um, we've, we've, we've been, we've been pretty full. Um, I mean, all the, all the big weekends, obviously everything gets, uh, you know, we've, we've been sold out on the weekends. We're filling up during the week now too. We're getting a lot yeah. of people that are coming, you know, five and six day stays. And, uh, it's kind of a, it's been, a. It's been a really, uh, we've been really happy with it so far. So, Jerry, this is Carl. What yeah. end of the lake are you on? Because yeah. everyone knows there's this part of the lake. What what mile marker or so? So we're the two mile marker on the Niagara Arm. So we're okay. basically, um, so we're, ba- we're actually, our, our, uh, if you've heard about the, uh, the, the real popular bar that just opened up last year is the Cave. Our, um, the entrance to our, the resort is right across the street from the entrance to the cave. So they're on one side of the Highway 5 bridge on the Niagara Arm, and we're on the other side. Good cool position. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And and are you getting people for, like, the water sports? Or are they coming to fish? Uh, and, and what kind of availability? I mean, this making a dream come true of now you guys owning this place you used to go to as a family, I think is just such a cool thing. You just, you like wanted to hang on to it. And I guess you knew the owners well, but uh, tell us some of the upgrades that you've done. So, so when we, uh, when we, when we bought it last year, we started out, we, uh, we went through and we put in, um, we, we upgraded the Wi-Fi system. And, um, so the old owners, which is really an interesting story, the old owners who, who had, who had the place, um, the lady who owned it, her um, her mom was actually were one of the they were one of the original builders that built the resort, and then she is uh, Karen ran the place for fifty something years, wow. and it was kind of interesting. She was so old school. The place never had a, they never had a website, never took a credit card, never anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Always, but it was like it was like people would come, they would stay, they say, hey, we're coming next next year the same week, and she'd say, okay, write it down in a book, and they'd send her a check. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was, so it was. So that's just the way the place did business and, um, which was awesome. You know, I mean, it was, it was a great, it was a great way to do it. And, um, so we just kind of modernized some things. We put it, we did a website, we put in all new, new bedding, new televisions, new Wi-Fi. but we didn't change, you know, we didn't change the place. We didn't want to change. It's got all the, you know, it's got the original like knotty pine siding in the cabins and all those kind of things. The ca- the cabinets and some of the cabins were actually handmade by her grandfather and stuff. And they've got little, carvings in them for of fish and things like that you know it's pretty it's it's just some of the stuff's really amazing so we didn't want to change that kind of feel and now uh, you know we've redone we've redone the flooring in some of them and you know painted the exterior and just kind of cleaned things up and made it uh you know just kind of just try to make it look a little nicer and update some things but not not change the feel of the the family feel of the resort so jerry people have their misconceptions or their own biases about the lake. What do you think people don't know about the Lake of the Ozarks in 2023? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll tell you, we always, we tell our friends this and, and it's kind of the, the, the interesting thing that's been for us is staying there for an entire summer. There's two different lakes, you know, there's the, 
There's the Saturday Sunday Lake, and then there's the Monday Tuesday <laughs> Thursday Thursday Lake. Uh-huh. Which, if you can get away and come down to Lake of the Ozarks during the week, um, especially in the summertime, because all all this all your same restaurants and bars and favorite places that you want to go to on your boat or or drive to or whatever it is you want to do are still open because it's the summer season and everybody wants to be open seven days a week or whatever because they have you know they have such a short season. Um, it's a totally different environment, a totally different place, and it's oh, yeah. a, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it's a it's an awesome amount of fun. We built a um, we built the new uh, swimming pool at the resort. It was our big improvement um, that we've done, and it's right along it's right along the um, you know overlooks the lake, and people just love to come there. And you know, people that stay with us, they spend all day at the pool sitting there watching the boats go by and all that kind of thing. And then we also have, we also have a couple of rental boats that people can rent and go out and explore the lake with, but it's an, it, you know, if you want the activity on the weekends, that's great. Come on the weekends. If you're going to come during the week for a more quiet time. It's just two completely different environments. Yeah. And that, that's why I wanted to talk to you, Jerry, because uh, like I said, as a kid growing up, we'd go up North is what we called it. And uh, sure. we would go late in the, in the year because things kind of quieted down the, the, you know, the culture kind of changed a little bit after Labor Day and you got better pricing and, uh, and we would, you know, we could go fishing and stuff and it was just making memories with family. 40 people showing up at one place. We'd take over the whole resort. Now, do you have people trying to do that or taking up a lot of the space there? Yeah, actually, we just uh, we actually just booked a family reunion for someone for next year. That's got uh, I believe they have eight cabins for uh, for like five days. They're doing like a or by, I think it's an, actually it's an eighth birthday party for somebody or something like that. So <laughs> nice. we've got some and, um, and then and then yeah, and, and our place does kind of like what you're saying too, Bo. You know, in the springtime, we're big with the fishermen. We have great fishing there. We actually have an enclosed fishing dock for when it's a little uh, it's a little cooler out. You can come right. and fish inside the dock. And then, um, and then, you know, we have a fish cleaning station on that dock and, and all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're, we're really popular with the fishermen always kind of have been. And it's, um, it's, it's just a, it's just a really fun place. And, you know, like you say, people have their ideas about Lake of the Ozarks and the party party and all that kind of stuff. It just depends on, you know, there's so many different things you, for you to do. You can go where all the action and the traffic is, or you can go to other parts of the lake where there are, where there isn't all that activity if you want to do something different. Yeah, yeah, and you do have boats uh, for rent as well. I, do, I wanted to mention yeah. that. Check out their website. This is Jerry Kirk we're talking to, owner of Lamplighter Resort with his uh, beautiful wife, Laura. And uh, if you're looking for a place now, will you shut down at all through the winter? Do, do most resorts do that? We'll probably, um, depending on the weather, we'll probably uh, shut down mid-December to maybe 1st of February. Just kind of depends there on what the go. weather's like things like that you know if it's if it's a really hard winter we'll shut down some if it, if it isn't we won't um you know and i gotta tell you both my laura's list is sitting here listening to every single word i say and every time you say she's lovely she pumps her fist in the air and jumps. <laughs> she knows <laughs> well dang it i mean it well uh jerry laura thank you guys so much for what you've done uh of course there's the massive resorts down at the lake of the ozarks uh, you can buy a place down there but if you want to just step back in time a little bit with wi-fi uh definitely check out lamplighterresort.com and load it up jerry thanks for uh, joining us on second amendment radio on the great outdoors buddy you bet thank you i really appreciate it hey we, we we want you to come visit you guys come visit us that could actually happen sooner than you think. I'll, I'll be in touch, my friend. All right. Thank you very much. Say, hey, one more time. Say hi to your beautiful wife, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Yeah. 
there she goes. Okay, okay. now it's getting a little freaky. Now it's getting a little <laughs> freaky. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with Billy Bush and his book, Family Reigns, next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. My name is Bo Matthews. And, you know, uh, Mark and Kim had a chance to talk with Billy Bush about his new book, Family Reigns, The Extraordinary Rise and Epic Fall of an American Dynasty. It is a must-read. Great reviews on Amazon. uh, 4.2 stars out of 5. It is fantastic. And there's so much information to share with you, and we want to get to it right now. So let's get right to that conversation with Mark Cox and Kim St. Ange on Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. You know, the uh, the Bush family, of course, legendary in the greater St. Louis area. The the brewery, uh, of course, sold to InBev back, what, it was 2008, I think it was. Um, but there's still a, a, a great story to be told here. And uh, Billy Bush has just put out a new book called Family Reigns, The Extraordinary Rise and Epic Fall of an American Dynasty. And we have him on the phone this morning. Billy, welcome into the program. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it was great to meet you in person the other day, and glad we could get you on uh, talking about this. Um, I haven't had a chance to read the whole book. I have glanced through some of it, but uh, this is a really, is this the first glimpse people are getting into what it was like growing up as a Bush in St. Louis? It is. There's never been a book published by a Bush family member before, so um, before I leave this world, I wanted to leave behind (laughs) how unique it was growing up watching my father during the time of Anheuser-Busch's greatest growth, uh, lead the company, take it through uh, uh, so much, uh, so much growth and buy, you know, uh, build other breweries around the country, buy a Cardinal baseball team, open our farm, Grant's farm up to the public, do all the things that he did. He was a great marketer and, uh, and it was really a great experience. There were some great experiences growing up as well as some really sad experiences. And so it's all there in the book, Family Reigns. Yeah. You know, as, as I started reading through the, the first chapter, it it very much seemed uh, 
like a dream. I mean, it, it, it's it's a you refer to the the estate down there at, at uh, Bush at Grant's Farm as almost like a Disney castle in some ways. And you had the run of the place, right? Well, I did. And it was amazing. I had a pet elephant growing up. Um, we've always had elephants out there at Grant's Farm for years and years. We did anyway. And so it was just um, very unique. I had uh, had the run of Grant's Farm with all the different animals, you know, including the elephants, um, all the horses that we had that we were able to ride, um, you know, riding on a uh, private railroad car back and forth to Florida when we'd go down there in the spring uh, to watch the Cardinals uh, during spring training. And just the different things that I kind of thought back then that everybody did. I thought everybody lived like that. And then later on in life, I realized how unique it was and how uh, it needed to be written down and remembered. Yeah. You know, as as I look at it, I mean, I know people remember the the glory days of Anheuser-Busch, but you also are honest about dysfunction in your family, right? In, in your own words. Well, there was dysfunction, unfortunately. Um, but I think that comes along with uh, this kind of life. I think, you know, your, your mother and your father are both very, very busy growing a company, working really hard to, uh, to make sure that the company is successful. Um, my dad cared so much about it because, you know, his father basically died um, over the stress of keeping the, the, the company going through prohibition and keeping all 2,000 employees employed during that time. He saw his grandfather start the company. Um, he knew his grandfather pretty darn well. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think my dad and mom were, were busy working. And so we really relied on a lot of the people that worked around the farm, um, whether it was the people in the house, our chauffeurs, our nannies, our cooks, um, or, or the employees on the farm to really kind of be like mothers and fathers to us. Billy, this is this is Kim. I you know, I know your family worked so incredibly hard to make this company what it is, what it was, this super successful company. With everything going on now, what do you make of that? What is that like watching you watching all this play out? Yeah, you know, Kim, uh I think that it's difficult to watch because my family cared so much about this country. And they cared about inclusiveness, and they went by the motto, making friends is our business. And so seeing what's going on today with the Bud Light commercial and how divisive that has become, I think it's completely backfired on the new company, InBev. Um, I just don't under, I don't think that InBev realized their, who their audience is, who their core Bud Light drinker is. And uh, the core Bud Light drinker doesn't relate to that kind of messaging that that's so controversial today with the Bud Light advertising. And my family was out there. They, they sold beer. They knew the, the uh, beer business backwards and forwards. And that's a theme that runs through the book, how important it is to know every department of the business you're in and who your core drinker is and who your core audience is. And my family took the time to really, really understand that. And that's why they're marketing was so great with the Clydesdales and with everything else they did. And, I'm, um, and I just don't think that uh, InBev understands that. You know, it's run by some for a foreign company. These guys really don't know America. And so when they tried to kind of shove this political agenda down the core drinkers' uh, throats, it really backfired on them. And as you can see with their, uh, their sales spiraling downward. Well, and you and I uh, talked about this a little bit the other day. Uh, you ran a couple of these distributorships, so you know 
the people who are feeling the pinch here from these bad decisions are not necessarily the people at the top of InBev. They're the workers, right? The, the people in the factory, the people in these distributorships. Oh, that's 100 percent true. Uh, the distributors, um, I've, I haven't talked to any of the distributors, but uh, you're right, uh, Mark. I was uh, a distributor myself and and um, was in the business and we, we were going out. I was on trucks going out delivering beer to accounts. So I really got to know who the who the core drinker was. Um, even when we had the uh, crepted company, I was going out, traveling around the country, meeting people, talking to um, bars and and uh, and grocery stores and liquor store owners and really got to know who the drinker was. And uh, yeah, and I think now these, unfortunately, people are being laid off, um, uh, not only at the brewery itself, but also at the wholesalership level and also at in other companies that touch the, uh, the beer industry. So I think it's a really, really tough time for a lot of people, and it's very unfortunate. Well, the book is called Family Reigns, The Extraordinary Rise and Epic Fall of an American Dynasty. It's available on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. T- tell us what you're doing these days. I know I know you had crafting for a while, but you're, you're building a new brewery, correct? We are, and thank you for asking. Yes, um, out at our farm in Defiance, Missouri, we're building a brewery um, as we speak. And we're going to be opening it later on in the month, this month. And we're very excited about it. Um, we're going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be a craft brewery, but it's going to be on the countryside. We're going to invite people out to the farm and um, on the weekends to let them come enjoy the beautiful, the beautiful scenery on the farm, the hops growing in the hop fields, the lake we have out there. Just really come out and kick back, enjoy the beers that we're going to have. We're going to have a lot of the beers named after Family members, my ancestors, like the Adolphus Pilsner and the Gussie Bavarian, and several other beers out there for people to drink. Great food. It's going to be a wonderful place for people to really understand where I come from. Again, the history of the uh, the brewing uh, history, the tradition of the Bush family. They'll get a little bit of that story and then realize the, how things have changed and the newness of everything. So I think it's going to be a great place for people to come and enjoy themselves and also have something really good to eat. Yeah, I'll bet. And what's the opening date? Do you have it set? We don't have it completely set right now. It looks like August 25th, but people can uh, go to our website, which is now currently being updated. So it's probably not all that uh Familiar right now, people um, will probably have to wait another week or so until it's updated, but they can go to Bush Family Brewing and Distilling. That's our website, and they'll be able to follow us there and see what's going on and know exactly when we're open. Excellent. Uh, Billy Bush, thank you for your time this morning. Very interesting book. Can't wait to read it. Thank you very much, you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Uh, good to uh, good to get him on here. Yeah, there's there's a there's a it's fascinating uh, to to hear him say that he you know he thought that everybody grew up that way. With I mean, everyone had a pet elephant. Every, every, everyone yeah. got to have full run of Grant's farm every day and ride the animals and train the elephants and yeah, just just it's pretty amazing. Um, but it looks like it looks like a good read, and I've only got to read a couple of chapters of it. I hope he talks <clears throat> about their MTV show. I watched all ten episodes of their MTV reality show. I had no idea that existed. It was really interesting. Hmm. And I, did Billy play a big role in it? Yeah. I did not see it. It was about him. He has seven kids. Oh yeah, I know. And so it was all of them, and they. The, I think the youngest one was thirteen at the time. So it was um, all about. 
their entire family. Hmm. Wow. And one of them was getting engaged at the time. kind of want to watch this now. It was on I wonder, M- it, can you find it on, on a streaming service well, now? if it was on MTV, it was probably Paramount Plus. Yeah, could be. Could Hopefully. Be on there. If not, there are corners of the internet where everything lives. <laughs> Bush family values, values I believe. Right? Yeah. yeah. Good. Ten episodes on MTV. I, I watched every single one. <laughs> a lot of it was in St. Louis. Some of it was in Dallas because they had business dealings down there, but a lot of it was in St. Louis. Good stuff. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. It is Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Mark Cox continues his little jaunt around the globe, and we're holding the fort down here. And this segment is brought to you proudly by Razorback Armory. They are in De Pere on Manchester Road, half mile east of 270. It's so centrally located, there's no reason you shouldn't have gone there. But we're going to give you a really good reason to go there. Certainly, uh, uh, a week from now, uh, they have a significant event. And I have Jeffy, Jesse Rolfus on the line to uh, talk about that event and all the great things that Razorback Armory does on a regular basis. And you're a recurring uh, cameo appearance uh, here on our show because we come to you when there's, you know, ATF issues, questions, laws changing. Jesse, how are you, my brother? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I just want to take a few minutes uh, because you've been teasing me and I've been teasing the listeners of a significant day that uh, is uh, coming up. Uh, the date is August 20, 26th. 26th. It's a Saturday. Yep. It's an all day ordeal. You don't want to miss it. It is a significant reason because uh, we need to arm more Americans and more people are are wanting to get armed. And you're a great store to do that. Uh, first timers or collectors and anywhere in between. I love sending everybody to you because uh, you're so kind and educational. You have so much knowledge to present anytime on any brand of gun. Uh, but we want to focus on SIG uh, because you've got the factory. you got the, the, the company of SIG Sauer is part of this with you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So this is our SIG Sauer event for the significant sale. Um, anything in stock in store, okay, will be, there'll be discounts on, and I'll get to the, that in a second. So yep. basically what we're looking at, if you buy a Sig Sauer firearm, pistol or rifle, okay, we're going to give you a hundred rounds of ammo and a free mag. That's Sig sponsoring, you know, that's their thanks. Thanks to us for being a dealer, passing that on to you guys, you know, thank you for purchasing from us and, and representing and being a, you know, a Sig customer. Um, and then we were kicking around some different things. So we've been in business here for eight years. So I wanted to do an 8% off sale, but who does 8%? I mean, that's, that's weak. Does so that, does that get we, me out of my recliner? We, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but we got authorization. SIG's really, SIG is very particular, um, on their branding, on their pricing, which you can advertise, which you can say. Okay. Uh, so we have authorization on the 26th. From 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., our hours, our standard, you know, standard business hours, 10% off any SIG merchandise in the store. Firearms, suppressors, ammo, accessories, magazines. If it's SIG Sour and it's in the shop, yep. no special orders, no pre-orders, no post, you know, anything you bought and you're trying to come back. That day, 10% off. 
but then we're still going to give you 100 rounds of ammo and a free magazine on a firearm sale. So that's really loading up. So, I mean, if you get the, the base, you know, pistol, you know, you're, you're still getting a good deal. Yeah. You get the most expensive rifle I have in here, you're still getting 10% off of it. And that's a, you know, you're talking about $2,500 rifle, you're getting 50 bucks off. That right is, off that is significant. You know? That is significant. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. can play. I can play. Being a, being a great brand partner to us, um, one of our one of our major uh, brands that we carry, um, they they're great customer support. They really take care of people. They take care of their dealers. We're trying to you know put that out there too. Um, so they they authorize a few things for, a few things for us to do in the year, and this is one of them. So uh, we're we're definitely happy about that, and then trying to get all these deals out to the people. So. You know, if you're if you're in the market for a new SIG, you're in the market for some accessories, ammo, anything, you know, get here from nine to three and definitely take advantage of those discounts. Now, would there be any reason to have line tickets? Is it? Do you think it's going to be like that? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I know, I know, I don't know. Um, I would say that we're going to take care of people first come first serve. Okay. Uh, and it is it is in store. You know, it's. In-store product, no no special orders. We are bringing in some extra stuff for the day um, to see what we can get. Yeah. Um, so just just trying to take care of you know trying to take care of the customers. Obviously, if we sell out, great. You know we're going to restock with Sig. You know it's not a going out of business sale. We're just trying to pass the appreciation on to everybody. We'll restock and and keep moving. But uh, if if we've got something you've had your eye on or if you're looking for something SIG, it's definitely worth checking out. I love it. You know, uh, I, I think I texted you. It's been a couple of years. I was invited by the Sig Sauer regional rep, and I, we won't name yep. him, but you know who I'm talking about. And I, I'll name him because he's going to be here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Jacob Weidman. He will he will be here to answer any SIG questions or, you know, pro, uh, you know product questions or, if, or something new or something you already own. Well, he loves you know, taking care of people. I will tell you this, Jess, I, I, uh, was out uh, west of town at a, at a gun range and he brought all the toys and oh, yeah. it was my first time I ever fired anything with a suppressor on it. And it was on a SIG and yeah. I was just so impressed. And, and I, of course, you know, peppered him with all kinds of questions and he was fantastic. He's very knowledgeable like you are. I mean, guns are serious. This is a serious business to be in, especially yep. when it comes to protecting your life and your family. Uh, you want to have the best. Now, um, Jacob is a great guy and I've tried to, you know, reach out to him a couple of times and he's, he's been very generous, but you know, to actually talk to the man, stand next to him and ask questions. Uh, he is the greatest cheerleader for six hour. I don't know how long he's been with the company, but he is fantastic. Now, I, go ahead go ahead oh no he's been with sig quite some time and like you said the brand the, the brand eight is from front to back yeah. a to a to z he knows all the sig products and he's not somebody who's going to blow smoke if he doesn't know something he'll honestly look you right in the face and say let me get your name and phone number i'm going to get a hold of somebody that sure. can tell me that and i will call you right back and he will so you know, the, the, there's some gun people that are just like they want to trick the they want to trick them, right? They want to they want to catch oh, yeah. them, and uh, yeah. and he's he's definitely that guy. He had he had every answer for every question that I had. Um, yeah. But as we were getting ready to have you on this week, I uh, did some looking, and I looked at uh, you know just a basic question: w uh, which company has sold the most guns, the best selling guns of 2022? Because that's what the data is from. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the numbers are in, this is a February post, February 22nd of this year. And, uh, the, uh, gun genius, they keep tabs on the monthly sales reports, uh, from gunbroker.com. And, mm -hmm. uh, I will tell you that the first gun, the number one selling gun 
is significant. It's a Sig Sauer P320. And yep. and if you're going to have one gun in your household for in case something hits the fan and you need something, uh, I think the world has spoken that the Sig Sauer P320 is the most reliable, uh, certainly the most purchased firearm. And the great thing about Sig products is you can actually accessorize them so easily. Yeah, that's a modular firearm, so you can change a lot of stuff on it uh, and still keep it all SIG, all factory parts, or you can go outside and look at some different custom adaptations. Uh, SIG was one of the companies that did open source, so they went to other manufacturers and said, here's our design, here's our blueprint, this is our, you know, this is our slide, this is the, the... parameters our slide will work within yeah the rail mount or whatever exactly go crazy here just you know (laughs) you want to do slide cuts and everything you want to make a custom one to fit our gun great you know that's why there's so many different companies now that have slides and different things and sig was okay with that there's other there's other manufacturers that like that rhyme with rock and they're not (laughs) they actually (laughs) don't like it when other people make parts for their guns they think that everything should be you know from the manufacturer and Sig, Sig took a look at that, and they said, you know, that's not realistic, not in this marketplace. Right. So instead of instead of you know button heads and and and, and feuding and, and fighting with them, hey, call them up here to the factory. Let's talk and let's let's have a relationship. So at least the parts going on our guns fit and they meet the specs that we we would like to you know have out there. So it's still a good quality viable gun. You're going to probably shake your head when I say this next statement, but I, I believe that's how Elon Musk runs Tesla. Um, uh, not that, not that you can add accessories to that vehicle, but he is free with the technology for other automotive uh, companies to make, you know, something that is going to be, you know, towards the EV market, which I think is just fantastic. It's just open. You know, you can, Hey, if you want to copy me, go for it. Hey, we're, you know, every, all ships rise, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, they're not looking at patent infringement or anything. They, They invited him in and said, look, you know, just don't, don't make our FCU make every other part for the gun yeah. you're good to go yeah would you say that uh that uh sig is one of the most versatile manufacturers out there i mean we're talking about you know uh, other man other other companies can you know uh, make a trigger for it or you know things that go on the rail or different handle uh, grips or whatever um would you say that they're the most versatile i would say they're getting they're getting close yeah. i mean a lot of glock, glock got a head start um because everyone's been modifying glock since they came out um, but I think that SIG is definitely the second one as far as modification, as far as, you know, adaptation to the gun itself. And this is in the 320 marketplace, but it's also in their, uh, the 365 line. Yeah. And then in their, in their AR line, their M400s. Now, when you get to the MCX and the MPX, um, it's a little bit different. There's a little more proprietary stuff there, but it is adaptable. You can, you can make the gun, you can personalize, you can make it yours. You can still change the grip you know, optics it, you can set it up the way it's going to work for you. So when, uh, do you have, do you have uh, clients or customers that come into your store at Razorback Armory in De Pere, uh, that only want to buy SIG products or, or the ones that sound oh, yeah. like rock? I mean, they're all there. That's their, they're like only Harley, yeah. only Harley riders will yeah. ride a Harley. Yeah. Is there, there are definitely some people who are very brand loyal. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's not as rabid as Harley and I, I've owned them and I'm the same way, but um, you know, it's, it's not as, is truly that way. Um, but it's definitely, you know, they're going to look at that manufacturer first mm-hmm. for whatever their next purchase is. And if, if there's a line or if there's something that meets that need, they're, they're, they're definitely going to gravitate towards that. Any- and then there's other, and there's other people who just, it's like a Ford and Chevy thing too. Oh yeah. They just, 
dislike another manufacturer and there's nothing wrong with those guns. They just don't like them, you know? So it's, there's all different types of firearms buyers, but definitely we see, we see both. We see incredibly brand loyal and then people who are so brand loyal that they almost have a hatred towards other firearms. Okay. You know, they're all good. So, so uh, has anybody ever come into your store and revealed a SIG tattoo on them? Never seen a SIG tattoo. Because yeah. there's brand loyalty with Harley. We know that. A buddy of mine has like oh, 19 Harley Davidson tattoos. He drives a Honda. <laughs> he drives a Honda. I, I, you know what? You know a guy that's got a Harley tattoo. I know. You're talking to him on the phone. I know. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you have a SIG tattoo, do they get anything extra if they come I'll in on the... I'll tell you what, if, if if someone shows up with a SIG tattoo, I guarantee you that our SIG rep would give them something extra. <laughs> that's great. That's we're great. Because we're going to do some photo ops with that tattoo. <laughs> you, you know that's as right. As long as it's an appropriate place. <laughs> that's that's always the risk you we're run. family friendly here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Um, okay, a couple more things. Uh, earlier this year, you featured the, uh, the P365 uh, Rose, the SIG Sour mm-hmm. Rose. Uh, do yep. you have any of those in, in stock? Uh, yes. for this significant day coming up on August 26th, 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 August 26th, Saturday, the Saturday, August 26th, nine to three. So I do at this time have a rose available. I had two, but they sell so well that I just sold it. And I don't know that I'll be able to get another one in, but we should have one available for the sale. Okay. L- let's talk about that specific firearm because just the regular 365 is an amazing firearm, but the rose mm-hmm. accents and everything. Tell us a little bit about that. So the Rose is a project. Uh, so Lena Micklick, pro shooter, she's a, a SIG shooter. This is her project uh, with SIG uh, to take a 365, accessorize it. Um, so there's a Rose laser etched in the grip. All of your uh, control accents are a Rose gold color. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is, I mean, a guy can shoot this gun. There's no gun that's only for women, okay? <laughs> but it's marketed towards women. But you'll get the firearm extra magazines. You'll get a, a a vault, a life you know, a life pod vault in there. But there's also a lot of training that once you get by the firearm, you go online, you register it. Right. There's a lot of online training and different videos, so that if it's your first gun or maybe it's your tenth gun, but you're still looking to expand, you know, everyone you can always learn more. So you can watch these videos and these different training modules that they have on there. Um, just to, just to, you know, shoot and try to learn and get better at the sport, which is really nice. And it's kind of, it's geared towards, I mean, obviously the, the firearms industry is a more male dominated industry and SIG wanted to make sure that, you know, we include different women in there and make it as friendly and as, uh, inviting and as open as we can. And that this is their lead off into that, which is the Rose. Package. It is a beautiful, it's a piece of art. It, it just is so yeah. gorgeous. Um, and, and what a class act, uh, for the, you know, this, uh, you know, one of the best shooters on the planet to yeah. have that partnership with Sig Sauer. That's impressive. So, uh, again, and, oh, and I wanted to mention this too. I, I heard a term recently you hear, you hear ghost guns, you hear all that stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, closeted firearms owners. Have you ever heard this term? No, this is a, this is the, uh, the, 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 maybe the not most likely person to own a firearm, but you know, people read the headlines, they hear the news, they get a little worried. Um, and, and so there's a sect of people out there that they're not public about their firearm, you know, their love of firearms, or, you know, they're not the, the jerk on Facebook going, Hey, here's my new concealed carry. I hate those people that do that. Um, but they come in, they, they want to be discreet. 
they you yes. know they go to the gun the gun range when they need to um and you know th- and that's what we always talk about on this show on second amendment radio is safety and practice and repetition and muscle memory all these things but yeah it's a term i just read about a, a week ago i guess it was about closeted gun owners had no idea yeah yeah well i haven't heard it called that but i know there are a lot of people that like to keep their business private um a lot of my customers are the same way. Um, you know, we, you know, we, uh, when someone buys a firearm from us, even if someone comes in and goes, Oh, my buddy Bill is here. I'm like, Oh yeah, Bill. Okay. I, you know, <laughs> we don't disclose what you bought because I don't know that if you want your business out in the air, Absolutely. If you're looking to, to put that out there, but you know, we, we respect everyone's right to privacy. We respect that. And, and I get it. You know, some people don't, don't necessarily want that out there. Um, but I've never heard it called that, but it, it does make sense. Come out of the closet. Come out to Sig Day, <laughs> the significant yeah. sale. That's uh, right. Come on down. We'll, we'll put you where you know. We'll get you another gun for you. Yeah. No, you know what? Hats off to uh, Jacob and the, the crew at Sig Sauer for, for doing this event. Um, uh, again, it's regular business hours, but uh, you can stop in. If you want to get a preview and go in and meet Jesse and his crew there, uh, I, I invite you to come in any day because it's not just a gun store. It's a gun concierge because they can truly uh, fill any, any uh, request you have when it comes to firearms if you're looking for that specific um and maybe it's the rose or whatever it is but i, I hope it's a great day for you man i really do on the 26th uh, a, a week from saturday yes yes we're looking forward to seeing everybody come in uh get some great deals on some sig products you know uh look around the shop if you haven't been in if you have been in come come pick up some more stuff absolutely jesse thank you so much for your time as always and uh, your knowledge go google that uh, that that uh, that term ghost ghost gun owners that's i think that's what it was ghost or no no closeted gun owners that's what it is closeted gun owners yeah the ghost gun owners we know that's a different term (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay but i just get excited when i get to talk to you um all right jesse thank you so much brother have a great uh great week and uh, get ready for that big sale again august 26 doors open at nine at razorback armory in de pair on manchester road go to razorbackarmory.com to find out more information about this significant uh the significance of this sale jesse be good man all right, thanks, buddy. All right, and with that, we are going to wrap up this week's edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'm Bo Matthews uh, for Carl Middleman, our executive producer, and the perpetual vacationing Mark Cox. Thank you so much for listening. Share the show, and have a great rest of your weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.